Dr. I. Layla Isaac, what's up? How are you? Hello, hello. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm well, well. Thanks for asking. We're quarantined. How are you adjusting? It's, it's difficult. While I like the um, silence, I miss, I miss seeing some friends. So work with this technology, but it's, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> yeah, this is actually our very first uh, virtual podcast recording. So, uh, so thank you for joining us. You're in South Florida, correct? Yes, yes, in um, Coconut Creek, Florida, just a little like north northwest of um, Fort Lauderdale. Awesome. Well, before before we uh, catch up in what you're doing now, let's uh, let's play a little this or that. So this or that. I'm gonna give you two options. Mm. You have to make a decision. You can't add a third option. You with me? Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. First one. Would you rather read a book or watch a movie? Watch a movie. Watch a movie. Uh, do you have a favorite movie? I do. It's it's called The Wood. That's my favorite movie, but I do like all bad boys too. Okay. As well. The Wood. So that's also, starring uh, Tay Diggs, right? Tay Diggs, yeah, and Omar uh, Oh yes, yes. Um, I remember that movie. That was a good movie. Yes. And all the bad boys. Did you watch? Have you seen the uh, the latest one? I did. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So I I. Looking forward to avoid there's more. Right. <laughs> I do. I love that boy. Got you. Another one. Would you rather be a kid your entire life or an adult your entire life? Oh, oh. I'm going to go with adult my entire life. Okay. I'm going to go with adult. Yeah. I think because um, you have the freedom to do some things that you can't do as a kid because don't act like a kid if you really wanted to. Interesting. I like that. I'm going to go with that. I like that take. I like that take. Now, would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? And I can't add a third. Huh? You cannot um, add a third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to say, I'm going to say win the lottery. Um, okay. I'm going to say win the lottery. Win yeah. the lottery. I'm going to, uh, not to might miss out on some great caring kids and such, but Perhaps I can leave my, my lottery winnings to them. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Last one. Last one. Since I know you a little bit, I know for uh-huh. you to be a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers and also a fan of the great um, gospel artist Marvin Sapp. So mm-hmm. if you only choose one, the Steelers win the next Super Bowl or you can have Marvin Sapp perform at any of your events. Any event that you desire for free, which one are you taking? Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> you going Marvin Sapp or the Steelers win the Super Bowl? Oh, I can't believe you're doing this. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. This might surprise you. I'm gonna go with Marvin Sapp before my anything for free. Okay, nice. I'm not yes, totally surprised. And, I mean. Never, yes. never, never would have made it. Yeah, Marvin Sapp's the yeah, goat. Yeah, exactly it. That's and exactly I know, it. Yeah, and he... hopefully, that's at uh, Super Bowl Watch Party. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been a <laughs> That's great. So, <laughs> so you are a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. That takes me to my next question. Where are you from? I'm Tell from about... Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, Monroeville, a little east of Pittsburgh is where I grew up. 
So tell me a little bit more about your early beginnings. School, sports. Uh, so, sure. Um, so I grew up in Monroeville with um, uh, my mom and dad and two sisters of an older and younger sister. Um, went to Gateway High School. I was a Gator alumni um, and played uh, soccer, basketball, track there. Um, and then I uh, was pretty involved with... <laughs> Girl Scouts and gymnastics outside of outside of high school. So um, pretty active childhood, and uh, um, I had a lot with my with my sisters. We're of course closer now than we were then. Um, so yeah, grew up in Monroeville, and then uh, went to went to Pitt for for undergrad, of course. And I thought you know staying in uh, staying in Pittsburgh area was not what I wanted to do, but um, I, I liked it. It was nice actually being close to home. I'm pretty close with my um, with my family, both my parents um, and my sister still. So um, pretty supportive, pretty uh, supportive environment and everything. Um, so yeah, and they were uh, they were quite encouraging throughout these, these sports days and sports uh, outings and endeavors that I tried to do. So. Uh, and but, uh, yeah, so, so I'm going to jump in. I want to talk more about the pit days. Before we go there, you mentioned you were part of Girl Scouts, correct? Yes. How were you selling yes. those cookies? Did you sell a lot of cookies? I would say my mom sold a lot of cookies. <laughs> you were cheating the system. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was assisting, and I helped her. And she was actually for all of our troops. She actually helped uh, get all of the orders for the cookies. So in our living room, there was just tons of cookies everybody that Absolutely. all the true people order so I helped organize those but she, did, <laughs> she did more of the she did more of the selling I helped distribute after we sold them so, do you yeah. have a favorite Girl Scout cookie mm, mine is Samoa's I love Samoa's and they have a new one now S'mores which I really do like that but Samoa's are my favorite so do you still yeah. when the last time you purchased Girl Scout cookies Pardon me? When, when when was the last time you purchased Girl Scout cookies? Oh, mm, this past this past uh, season. So that was oh, okay. Was a so recent. Ago. Okay, yeah. recent. Mm-hmm. I got about four boxes. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> How long did those four boxes boxes last? A day, two, a week? Um, I would say a week, maybe two. I did take okay. a couple to work because I knew I'd eat them all. But the box I had was like three days, and I kept at home three days. Other ones made it through a couple of weeks at work. So, yeah, because <laughs> it would have been, been problems if I had, had them all here. The, you also say you ran track. What events? I did. So I did short, well, I shouldn't even say short distance stuff because I was not the quickest, but I did um, 100 meter hurdles, 300 meter hurdles, wow. and then long jump and triple jump. Um, I tried a few other things. They just were not for me. Uh, but I love, I love, love, love hurdles. I can still see a hurdle and run over it. I will, I will do it just, just cause. But I, I, I love the hurdles. How about that? Every time I, I think, not every time. Most of the time, I think about those who run hurdles. I forget which famous, famous Olympian was in this. I think, I believe it was a Nike commercial. But what they would uh-huh. do is they were counting their steps in between each one. I think it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two, fourteen, kick, and then they kept going. I forget who. I don't know if it was Jackie John or Kersey. Maybe it was. I her. think it was. Yeah, I think it was her. I but think it was her. That was pretty cool. So did you yeah. have to count your steps in between? I did, and I didn't start doing that probably until like 
junior year, my last two years, the other times I was just, I was just getting over them. <laughs> like, okay, as long as I get over, I'm good. Right. Um, but then I realized I could actually save some time off. So then I started to, to do that a little more. So, uh, yeah, that's one of those sports I wish I, when I was in it, wish I would have practiced a little harder with it because I just was kind of posted for a little bit. But I mean, I, I love that and I miss it a lot. But, um, yeah, yeah, we did have to count them. The um, so I know you ran track, played basketball. Your sport was actually mm-hmm. soccer, though. That's a that's a sport yes. you excelled in, correct? Yes, yes. I started that. Um, probably started that the earliest. Well, gymnastics I started before that, but gymnastics just kind of had a halt when I got to like junior high, high school. But um, yeah, soccer is is where I spent most of my most of my time and was involved with um, uh, like the travel club teams, and then um you know, did all the extra camps during the summer and everything. And then when it came to um, high school and college, you know, there was a few few opportunities to play um, at smaller schools for soccer and basketball. Basketball was a surprise to me because I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was it was a bit desperate. <laughs> but, um, but for the soccer was really, was really my form, really where um, uh, my passion was uh, for that. And that's where my opportunities came for that. But yeah. Would mind me in high school? Were you like the player of the year, or what was the 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 uh, award that you received in high school for playing soccer? There was um there was one for that was in like the Pittsburgh Post because I had a tribute review. I forget which one, but the, um the East Player of the Year. So they actually had you know for for um uh Western Pennsylvania. I guess there still would split that between East and West um, for that, but yes, with the um, uh, East Player of the Year, but then also had, like, when they had those, um, I guess those all-star teams with, with 11 players I listed on, on, on that as well, so I think that was a junior or senior year. Um, so, yeah, that was a nice, it was a nice uh, honor for, for sure, and that was a time where I was just, like, I'm just, I'm just enjoying playing, and um, some of those that came with it some of those honors and awards, I was like, oh, okay, nice. <laughs> but um, I just enjoy playing. And uh, yeah, so that was, that was that one. And you were a goalie, a goalie, correct? In yeah. High so I actually, um, I actually played um, on the field a lot too as a forward and sometimes a defender too, but uh, played a lot on the field. And then um, one of those things kind of had to make more of a decision. And then so I went with, Oh, yeah, I love goalkeeping. So um, there was a me and another another goalkeeper on our high school team. So we uh, we did flip flops sometimes, and just um, I played on the field too. But pretty much my high school after junior year again, that was pretty much all all goalie goalkeeper, and that's what I was recruited as for for college too. And did you have a favorite athlete growing up? A favorite athlete? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't have a favorite athlete. I think I just, I liked a bunch of a lot of people. I think if I could say my favorite was probably Dominique Dodds for um, oh, yeah. gymnastics. But, uh, Legend. that I would actually like be like excited about like, oh, look. Um, but there's, you know, still respected a lot of other, a lot of other athletes, but she was probably someone that I was, um, was like, man, if I could see her, or if I could see her or just watch her, like that would, that was probably the one that stands out the most. Yeah, Dominique Yeah, yeah that's great. That's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. from Pittsburgh, you went to Pitt. So, you're going to college in your hometown. How was that? Mm-hmm. It was, 
surprisingly just fine. Um, I, so I didn't have a car. Um, I didn't get my driver's license until I was over 21. But, so I oh, didn't go home. Wait, hold on, pause, yeah. pause. So you didn't get your driver's license <laughs> until you were over 21. Now, was that was, because you didn't pass the test a couple of times when you were 16 or 17, or you just didn't mm-hmm. take it until you were <laughs> over Don't even 21? do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I passed on my very first time. My very first time, I like to say I'm a wonderful driver. My very first time, I didn't attempt until I was 20. You know, in high school, we... um. I didn't, I had friends that were a little older than me or that was a little more, um, go get their license, like, as soon as they turned 16, so they were my closest friends, so I just, just rolled with them, and we actually didn't have another car for me to drive anyway, besides my parents' car, so I just didn't worry about it, and then after I was getting older, I figured I should probably do that, so, uh, yes. So let's go back to the original question, that's though, cool. can we? Yeah, 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 that's fine, that's fine, I had to address that. But, um, yeah, so no, so I did get that, not until I was 20, but, um, so I didn't have a car and didn't have, you know, just to go back and forth to home, it was, it wasn't, the, you know, that easy to do, we're only 20 minutes away, but um, I think between having so much to do with sport and with soccer and playing that and then study, it just wasn't as much time anyway to do that. Um, if I had a car, yeah, I could make that make that work. But it just was it was nice that I was somewhere close to family and I knew that they were there. But I probably saw them on the major holidays. Um, every once in a while, they might stop, they might come through to uh, uh, to Oakland, but not not regularly. It's usually if it was move out day, move in day, um, or a holiday um, for that. So um, actually, I actually didn't mind it and got to really. Um, Growing love Pittsburgh more more than I thought I would. Cool. So you mentioned studying. What did you major in? Chemistry. I it was biology, but I I quickly realized that was not not my strong subject. Um, so I actually changed it to chemistry. And funny thing about that is, in high school, I actually um, my AP chemistry class. I actually really really struggled with that and. The teacher was quite generous, but even passed me just because I was trying so hard. And so switching to chemistry, my parents were like, are you, you sure about that? <laughs> but um, I actually excelled because all of like chem one and two was what I worked so hard in. It pretty much didn't really pass, but learned something along the way. So uh, the first couple classes of general chemistry were, were easy breezy. So I, got, uh, I just switched over to that because that was going... Uh, better than, than biology was. So, yeah, I just uh, switched over to chemistry. So, when, did you, when did you switch? Was that your freshman year, during your freshman year, or was that after your freshman year? you remember the time it frame? It was, I think it was at the end of my freshman year because I went through general biology one and two um, and ecology, which was awful, and something else. There was, enough, uh, there was enough science classes that I wouldn't have taken all in one semester. So, I think it was at the end of my uh, second semester of freshman, so like going into the summer um, and then next year, sophomore year, I already switched to chemistry at that time. So, yeah, yeah. Freshman, yeah. that's uh, that's actually common for, as you know, for for students to switch their major while in college. Because I started off as a computer science major, and I found out quickly. I said, "Oh no, let's." Get into communications. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me communicate. <laughs> you do that very well. 
<laughs> so, uh, so you are a student athlete. So we talked a little bit about the education and the focus there. How was it being a college student athlete? Let's talk about the the workouts. Like, how would you compare the workouts from high school as opposed to mm. being a college student athlete? Man, that was a quite a rude awakening. The first the first um, workout I had actually maybe lifted a weight once or twice in a gym class before in high school. Uh, so that was a big a big change. Just the weightlifting part and learning what even moves and maneuvers were and how to do them correctly before even trying to put weight on them. So that was a big change. Um, the workouts, as far as for the conditioning part of it. And the expectation that the goalies will do just as much as a field player, that was a change. Because usually, uh, high school, there's still cardio and conditioning uh, uh, tests and whatnot that we had to do. But it was kind of like, okay, cool. If you get a little pass, just just make it through. But not the case in current college. Um, so that was different. And then just the intensity and the frequency of them, all of that was different. The, um, the, the good thing was that a lot of the other freshmen too like there was there was some that yes just clearly had a good endurance but there, we were all kind of in it together and transitioning together so that that helped but it was that was a change and then someone actually getting on you and um uh in your ear about how, how slow you're going or not <laughs> not fast you're going know. that that was that was they'll let you know that was that was a change uh, but after after that freshman year, not that it got easier, but it was just okay. Know that this is what this is what is expected of you, and this is how it's going to be from in season, off season, over the summer, all of those things. But it was definitely a transition. How was it juggling the the athlete responsibility and also the student responsibility at the same time? I think I had. We had we had some really good academic advisors that did. Um, I I think so. For mine, mine really helped me just uh, know that okay, you're taking some pretty challenging classes, so don't don't try to take 18, 16 credits, um, which is a lot anyway for for a regular student. Um, so I think actually sitting down and talking with them to to balance the amount of credits and what the classes I was having. Um, helped ease into that, and then the requirement of the study uh, study hall, you know, for, that our coach put on us and everything was was helpful for that balance. I think where where it became challenging was when it was more like travel time, um, because we would be gone from Wednesday to Sunday because we have a game on Friday night and then Sunday, so we probably left. Um, Thursday morning or late Wednesday night, so we were gone for half the week. That's when the challenge came in and uh, trying to balance like assignments, be missing or labs, I be missing or tests, and um, just trying to be prepared in that communication as a freshman with um, with the professors that are scared to talk to about anything, let alone about missing their class. Um, right. But I think the academic advisors definitely helped uh, make it clear that okay, you're you're just starting. Let's let's make sense of how you're how many credits you're taking and how much time you're going to be, you know, practicing and then traveling and all of that, which was, which was quite helpful. Great. Now you spoke earlier about your love and your passion for the game of soccer. Uh, we mentioned some of the accolades you received while in high school, uh, 
So knowing a little bit about your college journey, your your vision for what being a college student athlete, uh, soccer player, did not come to fruition as 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 you would had hoped. Uh, speak to the the challenges or or just the situation you face by being a a student athlete at Pitt, a soccer player at Pitt, and it's not does not necessarily work out as you had hoped going in there into your um, you know when you first started. Yes, um, so that was that was a, a huge challenge. If I take it back to when we were talking about how there was a uh, like. East Player of the Year and West Player of the Year. Essentially, um, for me, there's a goalie, specifically goalies of the year for each side. So the one on the west side of, of Pittsburgh happened to be um, also in my incoming class. Um, so we were both freshmen, and we uh, ended up being roommates, which established she's an awesome friend and still friends to this day. But we that situation was already challenging, um, knowing that, okay, the... Um, I can think of probably one other goalie. There's three of us, like in the Western Pennsylvania area, that are pretty, are pretty solid and um, to play in um, Division One. And two of us ended up at Pitt. So knowing that was already um, a struggle because I didn't really know that until after I, you know, uh, committed. So that was from day one and from preseason day one camp. Uh, for some reason, in me, I just already was like, well, this isn't going to go how I want it to go, even before even practicing or training. So, um, But just fast forward through the four years, just being a, a backup goalie, which my mom kindly likes to make me feel better and say that it was a starting backup goalie. Uh, gotta um, love mom. But, gotta love mom, yes. But for that, that was, that was not what I necessarily envisioned. There was a time where I thought, you know what, let me just let me just finish playing soccer in high school. Wasn't really thinking about uh, sport in college, but then when I saw that that opportunity and was uh, being recruited, then that changed. So my, my mindset then changed and thought that, yes, I, I can do this. There's not a reason I couldn't. I have these have these awards. I think I can. I'm a disciplined. I can, I can do this. Um, and then it hit me hard, like, that freshman year. So, um, that was a journey and a challenge every day because it was pretty much after freshman year where I did have the opportunity to play on the field. Um, some, uh, even though I was back up I had the opportunity to play as a forward and on the field with that particular coach. When that coach um, left after after that year, a whole new coach, that was my role was back up goalkeeper. So it was going into every single practice, every single training, all of that, knowing that you're still going to be the backup. Like your your practice and your and your work week is is not going to um, not going to change the fact that we're starting. So that that was that was a hard um, that was a hard mindset and hard pill to swallow because no matter how hard I trained or no matter how well I did in practice, I was <laughs> destined to be the backup fully. And 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 more so, what made it difficult was because he was my roommate was my friend so and, and and a teammate in general in any backup position you don't want someone to do that or want someone to get hurt or anything so there was just no there was it just felt like a no-win situation that 
even if we were down a lot. I don't want us to be down a lot as a team, then that'd be the reason I go. And if we were up a lot, probably wouldn't get in because we want to make sure that the um, that the win is, you know, is credited to the right person. So it just felt like, all right, I'll just <laughs> keep training and do the best I can, and uh, which I did. And that was that was one time I can for sure say, like how I said with the hurdles, I wish I would have tried harder. This was one time that like. I can I can say that through the four years, like every practice, um, that when we had goalkeeper training, when we were doing anything, that like I'm like this is it, I'm here, I'm doing the best I can, and that I did give it all I had at each practice, um, and so I can hang my hat on that. And that poor way to play time, not good, but um, it just was it was it was a it was a struggle, and just um, even connecting with the team, it was difficult. Like I couldn't emotionally feel the wins and losses like everybody else could. It was it was the same whether we won or lost. Um, so it was that was um for sure uh challenge daily. Um yeah, for sure. Now did you thank you for sharing that and I respected mm-hmm. the did you consider transferring? Um, I thought about it but part of part of when I say thought about it, it was, a, it was very much a breathing thought um, because thinking of where would I transfer to, I still have to rebuild just just camaraderie and something somewhere. School was fine, and it's, it's a great academic school, so I felt like I started there. I didn't know how credits were going to transfer, um, so and I still had family support, you know, locally, even if I didn't see them often, so... Um, you know, I thought of some of the other places that I that I visited. You know, pretty committing to to Pitt, but it just it, it. I don't think I had enough to feel like okay, I'm gonna transfer. And then when I thought about why would I transfer, like I I knew I had no desire or probably ability really to play in the Olympics. Um, and no desire to play professional women's soccer. So what would be the general outcome of 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 that? Uh, so, and I think some of those desires, as far as for like the professional part, that quickly that quickly changed anyway. Um, again, a fleeting thought, but it was like, well, that's no, definitely not going to happen. Um, and is that really something that I want to happen? So the transfer part, it was, and um, I didn't seriously look into that just because I kind of reflected on what it was that I would be wanting to get out of transferring and that academics was, was going solid at that pit, so they don't want to lock the boat too much on that and then go into an unknown um, uh, at somewhere else. And I love my incoming class, my freshman class. I mean, they were still friends and teammates, even though it's hard to connect. There are still people that I still enjoy being around and, and, you know, going to practice with. So all of that would have just been new and different for at what cost, an unknown, an unknown cost or unknown risk to take. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really look too much more into it. And so your your story is common and is not always shared of of a student athlete having success at the high school level, excited to play at the collegiate level. And for whatever reason, it doesn't work out at the collegiate level as far as being the uh, the athlete side of being uh, the student athlete athlete. And so with that, what advice or words of encouragement do you have for individuals that may have or may will experience uh, what you went through? Um, I think 
So starting back from even when I kind of had a self-defeating attitude, um, looking at just could it even be possible for me to play after I kind of saw where the trajectory was going. So the first thing would still say making a decision of, of okay, am I still going to give it my all or am I, am I not? Because um, if not, then maybe try to focus somewhere else. If are, then you are. And know that you know, um, still giving it your your best on the on the physical aspect of it, um, even if it's frustrating. The other part that I would say is that um, there is this is for your period of your whole life. Um, so we can either make it make it just be a small drop in the in the puddle for the rest of our life or we can make this define us. And if it defines us, that's okay. But in what way? Like what are we what are what are we getting from it? Um for me that I really found that I did well with my time management and discipline. Even though I had that, I then really developed how can I manage um soccer, forty hour work week and then I can see that also on the on the other side now kind of where I am and the work that I do now is when that happens, it's being, being um, mindful of kind of the emotional and mental state that goes with it because it's essentially a, a loss of your support. Like even if, whether you're injured, whether you're not getting playing time, whether something else, it's a loss of something that you really enjoy. Uh, and if, and if just being mindful of how you are dealing with that emotionally and mentally and seeking out resources if that's, if that's necessary, um, uh, for that, so it doesn't affect every part of your life. There's so much as athletics, if you start when you're younger, whatever you are, it's part of your identity, and when that's, when that's lost, and for, for whatever reason, even if you're still in it, but you don't really feel in it, it it's troubling. So, um, just just knowing that it's okay to feel that way, but seeking uh, out how, how to kind of continue on, because you don't want that to kind of stop you in your tracks from doing whatever else that you're you know, first to do advice. So, yeah, I think those are mine. Those are mine. All of mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You, know, well, you just like, gave a uh, dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that was good. That was really good. And so I started off the interview by saying, Dr. I. So you are Dr. Layla Isaac. What are you doing now? So I'm actually a doctor. I'm a physician, a sports medicine physician, and I'm. Um, so actually a team position for a college, uh, University of South Florida. So um, yeah, so I get to take care of uh, athletes or responsible. I'm one of the teams that's responsible for six four for all of their primary care as well as their like injuries and functional health issues they have. Um, and then of course I also see patients that are not the college athletes like Excellent. And so, what are you doing nowadays to stay active? Ooh, so, um, most of the time is some jogging and running, which I actually really did not like growing up uh, or in college. Um, and it's, it's not my favorite now. However, <laughs> I do like how it's so afterwards. So, I do a lot of jogging. Um, 
boundaries at some point exercises I did before the Florida I was involved with a um with a black football team or we had black football team in, in there like where I was before I um for the Florida but I haven't picked that back up yet. The older I get the harder it is to move and recover. So <laughs> might not do that. But I would love to do some for the team sports, maybe kickball or something like that. Now, didn't you recently? Also, okay, my bad. I was saying, didn't you recently complete a half marathon? I did. I did. I just actually was just looking at my magnet. Wow, I did. That was um, that was exciting. Very hard. Um, and uh, but it was one of those things that you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go from I'm gonna try. I'm involved with a running group here, uh, and a lot of them were training for it. So I was like, let me just give myself time to. To try and if I commit to it and signed up, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I can do. So the goal is just to finish. Um, and I finished, and I finished like, the whole thing. I didn't have to walk, so very nice, very nice. And I know fairly recently, over the last few months, you picked up the game of golf. So why is that? Why do I love golf? Yes. Why I love golf? Yes. First of all, I love learning new sports. That's one thing. Like, I always love learning new sports. I don't care what it is. When I got to learn how to play full contact football for a year, like, that was awesome. So just learning how to play a new sport is awesome. The fact that I can be outside, I can do it by myself if I want to, uh, that, I love that. And I think every time you get Good, you like I got it. There's something that brings you that reality, like negative. <laughs> <Right. laughs> but I think that part of it is just it's just amazing. It's people to be out there, it's frustrating at the same time, but it's also rewarding and just something that can be continually worked on. Um and good social social avenue too. Um so yeah, I mean I gotta I gotta thank the host here, John, for um really, really getting me like linked into a dream that I actually always wanted to to try with both. Um, so now I'm doing it. I, I love it. Awesome. And, and, and I can witness the improvement. Like from the first time you were you went out there to one of the most recent times, you can definitely see the improvement. So watch out. Maybe you'll be on the um, LPJ tour in the next year or two. Watch out for Dr. Isaac. And, and, and so you've been supporting Orange Arrow for uh, some time now your donors and general supporter. And so why is the mission of student athletes being successful off the field outside of the playing arena so important to you?
going from um, junior high, middle school, and then playing in college, you still even know how to how to um, interact socially, how to behave, all all of these things in the college world, in the college field at that level. And then if it doesn't continue on after that, then you still have all these skills that you have learned and just how how to um, how to present yourself and how to just interact with people. Um, you know, the sports done. So while the sports going on, it's not after, but I just love it. It's fun to set age for a lot of us, even even as even I would speak to gender. So sometimes even female. You know, like I I remember multiple times in a lot of my classes, it was just a, oh this athlete is missing my test. It didn't it didn't really matter that I was male, female, whatever. But it was just like okay, they probably aren't holding that that the really don't care about this class. And that doesn't doesn't have to be the case. I actually didn't really care about the class. I just also happen to be an athlete. And that that's alright. And um, yeah, so I love that Wondero does that um, and, and makes that makes that possible and gives people that opportunity to um, to excel beyond that. Because that's life. At some point some point sports gonna be over. Even if you play professional, get all the MVPs, win all the Super Bowl, Stanley Cups, whatever it is you're not going to be doing that until you're 70 um, at that level. So having just the ability to, to um, function in life and function well in life um, without the sport, even if you're selling and achieve everything, is so, so necessary. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for your continued support of the work of Orange Era. Anything you want to share before we sign off? I mean, do you want to share maybe your favorite Marvin Zap song? <laughs> I have three. Actually, I have a lot of them. <laughs> Actually, let's see. Is yes, give thanks. Is that um, not the time, not the place? And I have this photo never would have made it only because I had this after in the remix. Now, <laughs> now can we get you to sing any of those? Mm-mm. No, none. That's it. No, We're done. No, We're signed off. Awesome. <laughs> Dr. Layla Ives, again, thank you for your time. Be safe out here. Um, uh, be in quarantine and stay healthy. And until next time, take care. All right, thank ciao. Hey, like what you hear? Please help support Orange Arrow by giving any monetary gift. A gift of just $10 will sponsor a life skills playbook for a young student athlete. $35 will sponsor nutrition for an in-class session for 15 student athletes. $50 will allow a young student athlete to attend a fine dining experience, and $100 allows a young student athlete to attend an arts and culture event. Please visit our website at orangearrow.org to donate. Again, that's orangearrow.org, and the donate button is in the right header. Thank you.